The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Potential number one contender, Jan Bohovic. James Krause gets a knockout win. Ladies and gentlemen, the James Krause. He stands 5 feet 10 inches tall, weighing in at 171 pounds. Hands up! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. What a busy show. Yes. We have... Uh, Master Henzo Gracie is yes. on his way to sit in studio with us. Well, he said he'd be here at, uh, what time was that, uh, Antonio? What time? 12.30. Okay. He said it'd be at 12.30. All right. So it's only right now 11 minutes past the time. Well, he said 12.35, because you said if he texted you, I'll be here in 25 minutes at 12.10. So he's only six minutes late. Six, Antonio's fucking... I know, he's trying to make him my, look worse. Master Henzo uh, look bad. And James Krause, uh, first appearance on our show. And Jan Blachowicz, I don't think Jan has... Uh, oh, he has been on, okay, yeah. My memory is so bad. I tell you, man. Jan is... Uh, I don't know if you were here, actually, when Jan was I might there. not have no. been. But then again, I might have been. My memory is just going, Matt. Oh, dude, I'm there. <laughs> Talking to me about my memory? Listen, really quick. Uh, what a weekend. You know, I was in Albuquerque for the yep. fights. Did you see Mirab's fight? Yep. If you would have said no, I would have been. I would have walked out. No. I, I, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> I wouldn't have walked out, Jimmy. But uh, I am so... Uh, um, beyond... What's a word... That's beyond happy. Um, ecstatic. Oh! Oh! Wait, you saved me from saying ecstatic wrong. No, you said it right. Ma- I did say it right. You Master said it Enzo a- Hello. is walking Hello. the first time in the new studio. How are you? Come on, Master Enzo. We're on air. Jump on here. Already on? Uh, already we did, we on. just started about three minutes ago. I mean, I was gonna. I was we saying the wait. Antonio was questioning whether you, you know, you were really gonna be here on time. I told him watch his mouth. So good we just started. I'm so happy. About a minute ago. I'm so happy to see you. You know the beauty. We are home. Remember the old school on 37th Street? It was right. Yes. Yes. Above the methadone clinic. Yes. Oh, oh my god. I know where the methadone clinic. Oh yes, is. yes. Yeah. Our school is right above. Jimmy, How many years we did that? Huh? Jimmy, it was something else. Oh yeah, that's right. You know what? That's right. That was on 37. Yes. 37. Holy Street. shit, man. Yeah. A couple blocks down. Yes. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> it's a little different on that on that yeah, side. I know. I know. It's much better here. <laughs> did you convert anybody? Did anybody coming out of the clinic see you guys and eventually go? You know what? I'm going to train. No, no. I no. think we lost some students to them. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, 
Yeah, it was a wild crowd. I, I try, I try, but I never realized that the bro- drug problem here was different. In Brazil, I did it a lot. Alcoholic Anonymous, drug addicted, I brought to Jiu-Jitsu and they stopped. Yeah. But over here, that was was heroin. It was a different ballgame. Yeah. I never, I ne- we didn't have heroin in Brazil, you know, so I never, it was a bad addiction. It's a problem yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Methadone's yeah. almost, they said methadone is pretty addictive too. Just yeah. the, the treatment for it is yeah. pretty rough. Yeah. You know, uh, did you see the fights this past weekend? Yes, I saw. I don't know if you saw Marab's. Yes, yes. God, he's yeah, a you would love yeah, him, yeah, yeah, What yeah. a machine! Yeah. They call him the machine. He's just machine. all Good heart. Kid. Yeah, you can the see. Kid it. He fought Casey Kenny. Was a uh-huh. tough kid. He's a tough guy. Undefeated in the UFC. Yeah. I'm, I'm, st- I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ecstatic still. Yeah, oh, that was unbelievable. It was a good match. <laughs> uh, Enzo, you know, uh, did you see Diego Sanchez's match? Yes. And before we get into that. Diego Sanchez is talking about the anti-aging. Yep. Uh-huh. Jimmy. He is. Look at Master fucking Henzo. Look at him. You look this very guy, young. he discovered it first. People don't the understand. An- I don't have one gray hair. I'm you- going to be 53 now, next month. That was the next question. Yes. Are you dying? No. Henzo, no, I won't lie that about it. I swear by my grandson. <laughs> I would refuse. I need gray hair so I can look more serious. You know, I'm I have gray hair. All the time. I yeah. shave it. That's why I keep my <laughs> hair so short. Cause it's coming in gray, and I date younger women, so it looks creepy. Yeah, so I try to keep it as short as I can, so people don't notice I'm getting old. You know, you uh, have a very singular taste, young woman. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> During uh, the fight last night, and in, in the locker room, there was a lot of um, with Marab. Marab, when he used to, he's so he's got such great energy that. He'll just he'll used to he used to like get to somebody's back standing up and just jump on the back and lose it just like keep attacking because he doesn't get tired. So we tried to calm him down. And one of the things we were working was uh, I don't know if you heard it during the fight. I'm not sure, I'm not sure if I even yelled it, but it was uh, do the Henzo. Yeah, now, do yes, the Henzo. It's the is when he, now I don't know if you've seen Henzo's last fight. Which, unlike my last fight, which is over a decade ago, his last fight was around 12 months ago. No, he fought when he was 51. Yeah. He fought over in uh, in um, uh, China. Was that? It was Manila. Yeah, Manila, yeah, Philippines. Yeah, and uh, he t- had a beautiful back take on this uh, very dangerous fighter, uh, a legend in Japan, Yuki Kondo. And he had his back. He and there's there's a way to. T- you've seen the fight, Jimmy. yes. So I have all my guys. We're on the back, sticking their one leg across, straightening it, falling it to the side. Also known as the Henzo. So uh, it's, That was a it's, good move. Huh? It's and amazing. The worst is I told my brothers and the people that were there with me, I said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take his back like this. I'm going <laughs> to do this hook, put him down, and submit him. You know, my brother would look at me and go, are you, are you a psychic? What do you think you are, a psychic? You know? And I did exactly what How I did. How did you know you were going to do it? Did you, was there something he did that told yeah, you you'd be able to do he it? He was a lefty, and I decided uh, on the first round I was feeling him, and I saw that he was just defensive. He beat a lot of jiu-jitsu guys. He was like 10 years younger than me, and he beat Maris Perry. He beat Saulo Ribeiro. Right. He beat unbelievable jiu-jitsu fighters because he was very good in, in the stalling game, and he would... And he would hit very hard. He was a good, he knocked out everybody. You know, he used to do the initial, the, the first flying knees was his. Yes, mm-hmm. He knocked a lot of people with flying knees. Yes. Back in Japan, back in Pancrase. <clears throat> so I knew, I said, I have to shoot on the front leg and block it. And I did it in a very unconventional way. I locked the lower calf. So he tried to sprawl. He couldn't. Then I just stood up. I could have taken him down, but I decided to take the back. I would have a better chance to finish him. I took the back and finished. That's why they say that the devil is the devil, not only because he's the devil, it's because he's old. <laughs> you know, the way that I saw him moving, I said, I'm not even going to sweat. During the break, they brought me the bench. And then I look at them because I was arguing with my brother. My brother, you're moving too slow. You're looking like an old man. You do. When I go to the, to the corner, they have the bench for me to sit. I say, who brought this bench? 
Get this and shove it up because <laughs> you're trying to make me look old. I say, watch now. This fight's going to be over in a minute. And I finish in a minute on the second round. Yeah, It was um, very precise. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what's nice about it is... Just like um, Jorge Rivera, when he was doing uh, the flying knee in practice, you've seen him doing it. You've seen Henzo going over with Daniel or son, forget who it was, at the airport or something. You were doing the exact back date. Yes, I was showing him the move. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, and this is not the first time in your career I've seen this. The back take you did on um, a tattoo. Short, stocky. He looks like me, but he's a black guy. Uh -huh. the, uh, Eugenio Tadu. Eugenio Tadu. Yes, yes, yes I'm yes, killing. Yes. Him. I knew yes. the name, but he's like, dude. He's like yeah. he's a little stocky little guy. Henzo had this back take that he was doing for that camp. It's when a guy, when you get the back, when a guy's on all fours, when a guy try is good at getting it back to the floor. Yes. So he would. Get the back like a seatbelt position, and when the guy's in a turtle position, Jimmy. So when and when the guy would go to get the back to the floor, he would Henzo would initiate the roll first and end up on their back and look to With strangle. The hooks in and everything. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd always love. What was always fascinating to me is that I'd seen Master Henzo training these techniques and then using them in action, not at the the the, local, the fucking. IBJFF, where whatever the fuck yeah. these local <laughs> grappling tournaments is, where if you do fuck up, the worst you get is some points or, you know, a lack of position yeah. and you might lose a match. You're going to lose some fucking skin. You might lose consciousness. <laughs> and in the case where Henzo was fighting in Brazil, I mean, that the fight I'm talking about, when we spoke about this before, but it was ages ago, he got stabbed through the fucking cage, Jimmy, yeah. while he was fighting. They were kicking me, stabbing. The guy that was hitting me, I, I remember in the middle, I, I look at him and say, my mother hits me harder than that. <laughs> Jimmy, yeah, no, yeah. no, it was, it was, a f it was, it was, it could, it could resemble what we do nowadays, yeah. but it was not the same thing. It's a different world. Yeah. A different yeah, world. Yeah. It was a different time. And it was the way like, to, it was, I think was the, 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 the solid base to, to form what we have today. The amazing sport that we have today. Yeah. But you look back on those days probably fondly, right? Like, uh, even though they were oh, rough. No, I enjoy much more. I enjoy much more. The old more. days or now? The old days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because you didn't know what to expect. You didn't know yeah. that where you were going to go or where life was going to go. Yeah, like, I, was, I was a surprise. A surprise box. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Now it's easy now. The jiu-jitsu kids, the champions, not even want to fight MMA anymore because they make so much money with jiu-jitsu. They travel the whole world. They they date whatever they want. So it's that <laughs> life. Now it's a paradise. You know, that didn't happen to us. You know? It's true. Right. Jiu-jitsu, yeah. when we were coming up, uh, the, the jiu-jitsu tournaments were great and everything, but the number one thing was it was for the fight. It was it was made for combat. So what I loved about the early anybody can manipulate rules, but the early rules were what's best for a street fight. You stand yes. two points for a All takedown. The scores yeah, the were legs. based on if you happen to be in a street fight, how good you could do. So that was the score. Today they change everything. Yeah. What do you? It's think? protecting yeah. yourself in almost like a real life situation. Yes, like what yes. might actually so happen actually to you if you're out. Preparing you for a live situation if one day happens. And yeah. also, like yourself and guys of your era, uh, guys that come to mind. Not not to mention all of the Gracies. That's 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 a given. But guys like Fabio Gagel, Marilla Bustamante, these guys, even from different camps, that era. If you've seen them in a jujitsu tournament, uh, whether it's with a gi or without a gi, Abu Dhabi, and then you've seen them in an MMA fight. They're using the same techniques. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. So it's very different than today, where yeah. that you could sit 
And yeah, like, uh, what's the correct term now? You don't say Indian stand. What the fuck you say when I got a uh, uh, crisscross? A uh, criss, whatever the fuck you say. That <laughs> uh, you always gotta be politically correct. Yeah. Now. I, I always I can't uh, say uh, rubbing the butt in the floor. Yes, That's what you say. Yeah, yes, that, yeah, yeah. That was it's ugly. It was uncommon. Oof. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's an insult. Un- it's an yeah. insult. Yeah. What, so, but but then again, now, like you said, guys are making money on straight up submission tournaments, jujitsu tournaments that they don't ever have to take a punch. No. So. It's 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 kind of a double-edged sword. One, the art of submission grappling and, and jujitsu is getting more efficient with all the leg locks and everything else. But two, it, in a way, is it moving against uh, away from the efficiency for fighting? Yeah. What do you what do you, what do you it, think, Enzo? It, it's not only this; it makes the kids sometimes even delusional. They don't realize. They think they are the best in the world and they can beat anybody, and it's not true. It's not reality. Recently, Keenan Cornelius said. Uh, Comparing to his jiu-jitsu today, to Hickson's and those guys before, they will be a purple belt, you know? Yeah. So that comment found a, 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 an answer. What I, my, my grandfather used to say, be careful with the tongue in your mouth because it may be the whip that hit you in the ass. So that's exactly <laughs> what happened. The last competition he goes in, he gets submitted by a triangle. He goes, I'm, I'm fabulous, I'm, I'm amazing, outstanding. And he's a good kid. I know he comes training with us all the he time. Did, he did a seminar yeah. at my place. He's yeah. a nice kid. He's a very good guy. Is he trying to be controversial or is he just saying? No, it's just the way that it is today. It's mm. like people, they, they, they stop believing on this. And the lack of good teachers there to support them. They learn everywhere. They, you know, they don't have a house. It's the same as they try to change all the time Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to American Jiu-Jitsu, you know. And so they want to create a new thing and claim that the, the, be the creators of that, you know, which it's okay because every kid, the most important thing for a kid is the aggressivity side to get away from their parents. This is what is going to define him in life when he's able to move away. So for them to do this, I, I like it. I like the kid even more for that, you know, I, like, I don't look <laughs> him down, but he has to fall into reality. Last competition, he gets submitted quick for a simple triangle, a setup from the guard, from the old style, both foots on the bicep, the guy shot up, finish him. And that's, not that's only true. this, if that. he needs, if he needs, I, with my humble purple belt, could <laughs> teach all the defenses of a triangle. I bet he wouldn't tap anymore in his lifetime. I don't remember last time I tapped in a triangle. So you, you, know? like, you like the, like, what's the, the people, kids rebel against their parents is normal. Definitely, definitely, boy. I <laughs> admire them so all. Funny. Yeah. Did any of the Gracies do that? Like, uh, you, you guys are all such great fight. Were any of the Gracies go like, I don't want to train, I don't want to go into jujitsu. I want to do something it does, else? It does, it does. Like, I, I, I never was pushed to train. My whole life, I, I would do it because I like it. You know, and on the beginning, it was like a joke. It was like fun. I enjoy it. And the people that I admire at home and my family, my relatives, I see them doing. And I want to be good at it, too. So I end up falling in love. And I had the opportunity to be anything. Recently, I was named uh, ambassador for Brazil for tourism. You know, I, I help. Uh, the Emirates invest $40 billion in Brazil. It was a huge thing. They removed the visa. Brazilians don't need a visa to go to oh. the Emirates anymore. They can go set up a company and, and, and issue themselves a working visa and work on that country. So this is unheard of, you know? And I work with that a lot with the Brazilian government. I have to meet the Brazilian president again now on March 9. He's coming to Miami. They just call me, inviting me to come over to be with them. So it's I, I, I could do anything in my life, but I never... 
found nothing more rewarding than teaching jiu-jitsu. And then it's a, it's a unique chance to touch people's soul, to change them for better. And this, you know, and I end up being very well paid for that. And I always thought when I came here that I would have to do a different work and then teach jiu-jitsu because that was my calling in life. But I thought that I would have to do another job to be able to support myself. It's nice to have all this other stuff though too, right? Isn't definitely, it nice to have it's fun yes, to travel, yes, yes. go to Miami, have I something nice to do? I can't complain, yeah, I can't yeah. complain, yeah. It's in a, in, a, in a recent trip, there was, when I got a call from the king of, uh, from the, the sheik from Abu Dhabi, asking, I want to sit down with your president. I say, when? He goes, 20 days from now. So I jump in a plane. I say, okay, I'm getting a plane later today. I got a flight later. Next day I was in Brasilia. I went there, knock at his door. The security was laughing. Say, who, who are you? I go tell the president the hands was here to see him. <laughs> and then next uh, next day, that day I saw him. The next day I had breakfast with him. I set up the whole thing. 20, 25 days after this first meeting, the Abu Dhabi sent a whole crew with six ministers, a bunch of uh, business people to set up the, the initiation of the negotiations. Then two months later, everybody was 150 Brazilians were in Abu Dhabi in a huge, beautiful, beautiful convention. They set up, they signed the treats, they removed the visas, like, and now they're gonna become uh, commercial partners. It's, it's, it's something unbelievable for Brazil, you know? The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Oh, congratulations, buddy. Great fight. <laughs> Thank you. Great, great fight. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. Good. All good. Thanks. Oh, it's a little loud. Here. Now, did it, everything is perfect. Did it? Oh, I, I bet. I bet you're on cloud nine. So did it go as planned? Were you expecting an all-out war? I mean, it really could not have went any better for you. Yeah. That was, you know, everything, uh, he do everything what we think that he gonna do, but I think that uh, in my head I see that this finish, but in second round, not in first, you know? Did, but was, it was in first, but, but better for me. Yeah, sure. Was he fighting the way you thought he would fight? Jones, uh, after the fight, said he thought that Corey was more concentrating on a fight with him than he was in your fight. Did you see Corey hesitating, or, or did he fight the way you expected him to? Uh, no, I, I don't know, I don't care, you know, I was focused about Corey. I do my job as I can, and now I hope so I'm next uh, contender for the title shot. So you, you didn't feel any additional pressure with John sitting there and, you know, uh, knowing that the winner probably gets the belt shot? I was, I was happy that he is there, you know, because I can, after the fight, I can say to him a couple of words, you know. <laughs> so it, it was good for me that he was there. Yeah, it must have felt good, too, to avenge the loss. Sorry? It must have felt good to beat 
Uh, Corey, it must have felt good to get that win. Yeah, it was really good, you know. Beat him in the rematch. After when he beat me in our first fight, you know, really badly. So now I, uh, you know, just beat him in this way. So it tastes really, really good, you know. It's you won, unbelievable. You won seven out of your last eight fights. So, I mean, you evolved, man, from your first fight with Corey. What, what, is, what, is, what has changed, Jan? What, things are going fantastic for you. Uh, you know, I don't know what this change. You know, I just uh, you know we talk uh, about this a uh, couple of times. I just come back to my old coach, and he make me you know champ again. You no, know? he he make me uh, that I'm one of the best fighter in the world again. You look at the guys he's beaten and what he's done to them. I mean, Luke Rockhold. That was that was as scary as it was what you just did to Corey, and of course the great Jacare Souza. Souza. I mean. I, I, I can't listen. Everybody was so excited for the rematch of John Jones and Dominic Reyes. Now, I bet your money, Dominic spit out his fucking protein shake when he was watching that yeah. thing like, fuck, Jan just took my shine. Dude, you took all that fucking, now that it's talking about you. Now is my turn. Now I'm next. I'm next. And I will take the belt to Poland. What did you think? What did you think of the uh, the Jones Reyes fight uh, and the judging? Because as a fighter, it's got to make you concerned when the judges see things so differently than everybody else. Does it change the way you approach it? Where you feel like you can't go uh, five, you have to finish it. You know, I watched this. This fight, fight was really good, really close fight. But Jones, for me, he he won the fight. You know, yeah. we watch uh, the 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 fight that I watch with my three coaches, and everybody said the same. You know, that he. He won the fight. But oh, okay. It was really, you know, a really close fight. You feel like he did enough to get the win? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he it does make it... I'm sorry to interrupt you. It does make it a hard case to give Dominic a rematch now uh, after that, uh, after that first round uh, knockout. I think you're probably... I mean, who's not? who doesn't want to see you and Jones fight? I think Jan might be a little biased in that fight with Dominic Reyes because I believe that you want to be the guy to beat John Jones. <laughs> Is that coming a factor at all with th- watching that fight? You're like, it's close, but yeah, Jones won. You, Because I want to be the guy to beat his ass. I will. I, I am this guy who beat, who going to beat the John Jones and take belt to Poland. I'm going to be the first man from Poland who going to have the UFC belt. You know what I bet? I bet nobody ever did a Polish joke to, to Jan's face. I would guess not. Yeah. <laughs> Enzo, that wouldn't go I over good. I don't believe, I don't believe. I so. wouldn't do that shit. <laughs> Jan. Look at the side of the head. Right? He's a monster. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, man, I, I, I'm, I'm super excited. I do believe that is the fight, even though I did feel that Dom might have edged I, I thought Reyes won the fight, yeah. How do you, if this was just d- destruction, after what Corey did to Johnny Walker. Yeah. So it's not like Corey's been looking stale. And that also keeps uh, John at light heavyweight, too, because there's all this talk about Jones going up to heavyweight and fighting. Uh, you know, Thiago Santos, there was a rematch talked about, but I, I believe he's still hurt. Uh, Reyes, we don't know about, but that was a more exciting fight than I think a lot of people thought it would be. And your knockout now, it, it guarantees, I think, that Jones is going to stay at light heavyweight for at least two more fights. I mean, again, uh, assuming he wins one of those fights. Because we have to make a fight, you know, against us. So he have to stay right now in light heavyweight. After that, he can go to heavyweight. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but we, 
but belt will stay, stay in the light heavyweight. Hey, man, styles make fights. And yeah, the last, we- your last three opponents, uh, not only are they studs, but they wanted to take you down. Luke Rockhold, they might have been throwing some shit, but they did it just to get a hold of you to get you down. And and Luke Rockhold is deadly on top. I mean, he's he's as good as anybody. Of course, Shakare, Corey Anderson, how many fights did he win by grinding guys down? Nobody could do it. So could John Jones do what they couldn't do and keep him down? If not, it's got to be decided upstairs. So that's what makes this so exciting. I don't know. I'm fucking, maybe it's the espresso. I'm fucking excited. <laughs> I'm good wrestler, you know. Yeah, <laughs> good fuck yeah. I like fighting stand up, so it would be exciting fight. I think the thing about Jones. Jones that's been so impressive too, it's his ability to to be so aggressive in the fifth round too. It's his ability, even when he has not looked incredible during the fight, to look good in the fourth and fifth round. I think that's that's been the most impressive thing about him in the last like five or six fights is when he has to look good, he looks good. Uh for some reason he seems to have gotten a slower start and I don't know what, what that is. I don't know. Maybe this is his style. You know, he he needs a couple of rounds, and after that he he is dangerous. You know, I don't know. Every fighter is different, and the, I don't know. Well, the last <laughs> Cormier question. fight, even you wonder if guys have studied him so much that it's just becoming harder and harder for him to do certain things because there's nobody they're focused on in that division more than John. So when you're the guy that everybody's watching for ten years, you wonder if it just becomes a little harder for you to fool guys early in the fight. <laughs> Uh, sorry, something I don't, I don't, uh, I don't hear you. It's okay. It was more of a statement anyway. I, I probably should have, I should have put a question mark. But I just figured I'd make a statement and irritate everybody. But one, one thing that really amazes me is how long it took for the for the for the Polish people to build a champion like him. Yeah, right. Because yeah, they are amazing fighters. They are tough, tough people, and. How many students from Poland we had it? And they were, um, remember the twins? Monsters. 100%. Yeah. They were monsters. Unbelievable with a huge heart, you know? How is Pol- How is the Poland Polish fans with you? Are they just, you are the pride of Poland. You know that. I am. I am. I have a lot of messages on my, you know, Instagram, on Facebook. <laughs> they, you know, I'm still in USA. They're waiting for me when I come back to Poland. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big star right now, you know. That's yes. nice. You deserve it. You deserve Deservingly. It. I love it. <laughs> and well, I love it. Hey, man. You love well, it. You deserve it, buddy. And uh, I'm not Go the matchmaker, but for me, that's the fight I want to see. And from the reaction of John Jones in the crowd, he was fired up. Yeah, he was fired yeah. up. He was looking forward to it. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We seen John Jones and Dominic Reyes. It was fun. It was close. I feel this is the fight to make. And I'm not just saying that because... Of my big Polish friend watching us. Well, I also think that he sees how decisively and quickly you won that fight, and that's a that's a a pretty easy fight to sell. Uh, that's a fight that everybody wants to see now. I, I think he was excited that it ended so explosively because, uh, you know, Blahovich Jones is now a fight that everybody would love to see. Yeah, so we have to do this just just like that, you know. He's gonna feel the legendary Polish power. So let's <laughs> let's go, let's do. It. And it oh, must be beautiful. such a relief too that you didn't you didn't take any damage in that fight. You didn't get hurt at all. So you're you're ready now just to go into a camp and nothing, you know. Just I just need you know two weeks break for just you know refresh refresh the the head. Yes, and uh, I start my camp again and let's do the fight. Well, look, man, congratulations. Uh, you know, I, we, we had no idea, and Corey had looked so good before that fight, but that was a, a very, very uh, destructive and impressive win. So I hope for your sake that you get the shot at Jones because I think that's a fight that everybody would love to see. Definitely. We can't man. wait Thanks. to see it. Yes. Yeah.
All right. Thanks so much, John. Have a safe trip back, and uh, we'll see you soon. Congrats again. Congrats, Mosta. Bye. Take care. Very likable. Yes, very right? nice dude. Very, just a nice big... Yeah, but it's, it's a funny thing, because Poland should have been producing much more champions, much more caliber champion caliber fighters, because they have amazing power, amazing genetics, you know, they're very <laughs> strong, true, yes. and strong-minded. They're very yeah. strong-minded people. How's, how long, did, did they have any trouble? Like, I know in France, I think MMA just got legalized. I think yes, that was, they just passed the law there, yeah. And then, now, did Poland have it legalized for that long, or was it, uh, did they struggle the same it's, way? That I other don't know if it's the training that they have, the facilities, and how the schools work there, you know? I really don't know. I know it's a country that, that sports a lot of workers to, to, to England, to different places like that, yeah. but I don't know how the, the training is down there. I remember those twins that we had. Tough, remember those yeah. kids? They, where were they from? They were from where now? From Poland. They are back in Poland. They have a school there now. They, they run a jiu-jitsu school. Yeah, yeah. Hands they send me messages all the time. I, yeah. Do you know right now, I, 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 it's going to be a tough question. How many affiliates you have? Do you know? Uh, around 69, 67, yeah. It's amazing, yeah, yeah. the empire. Because yeah. I've seen yeah. I've seen the second Henzo got off the plane. Yeah. Like, I've seen the whole journey. Yeah. And it wasn't easy. Now, we're looking at him now. Oh, I'm hanging out with the Sheikh in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. I got to see uh, the president in Brazil. Before, every time I tried to talk to someone, they thought I washed dishes in a... In a, in a <laughs> remember? <laughs> My English was bad. It wasn't great, <laughs> yeah. but it wasn't bad. It was. It got better, but uh, it's just. It's so. It's so funny watching the journey where, uh, you know, there was some hard, hard times, man. Yeah. Where Henzo had to take fights just to stay afloat where we were and yeah. moving to cat. Like we were just said on Thirty Seventh Street above the uh, Methadone Clinic. That was. That wasn't exactly. You know. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, it was always I a good it was the first. It was the first time I built something. I built that because I didn't have money to pay construction. So we did it ourselves. Remember how cold? Remember, Remember there was no heat for a while? Yeah. <laughs> Winter time, no heat. And there was nothing underneath, the floor underneath and the floor above. Remember yeah, that? I remember. So people would train with that jacket under that gear. <laughs> <laughs> and socks. <laughs> it wasn't just the technique, Jimmy. People would follow Henzo to hell. It's yeah. something about Henzo. And I'm not just oh, saying that because he's my right. instructor. But, you know, like I, now you're rubbing elbows with, with presidents and sheiks. But at the same time, Jimmy, I've been in the, the, the cab with Henzo. And by the time we get to our destination... He's got. He's in the front seat. He knows the guy who's from Haiti and his whole situation. <laughs> inviting us, inviting him in to have dinner a, with us. I'm like, what the fuck? It's a. It's a funny thing. It's a funny thing. Is it karma, Henzo? Uh, what is it? There's no. It's, it's not a secret. What's the secret? I, the man, I, I believe I'm a student all the time. I'm learning from everybody. So I learn from the guy who's in a wheelchair. I learn from the homeless who used to sit across the street from the academy. I used to sit and ask for books from him. One time I was sitting there. And I always used to bring a cake and a hot, if it was winter time, it was a hot chocolate. If it was summer, it was a coffee. So I come with a hot chocolate. I sit down next to him. I give him his cake and his chocolate. I'm starving and I'm waiting to eat with him because we always talk about books and different stuff. As I go for my cake, my cake breaks and falls on the floor. I, I was so hungry. Immediately, I think about the three-second rule. So I reach for it, right? Boom. When I grab it, the homeless guy hits my hand with a slap. Boom. <laughs> I look at him. He goes, what is this? Are you crazy? Gonna eat from the street here. He grabs his cake, breaks in half. His nails 
were black and long, like a woman's nail. They were that long, black and dark. The hand was all dirty. So the floor was actually 100% sure cleaner, cleaner. than his hands. <laughs> but when he did this, when he did this, I said, give me that cake here. <laughs> I ate with him and I hug him. I laugh. I joke. We're joking, laughing. He's making jokes with the people passing by. As I get up, because it's time to teach, and right across the street from my academy, as I get up to go in, there's a there's a there's a, 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 a TLC car parked with dark windows. The door opens, steps out Guy Ritchie. So Guy Ritchie goes, "You never, you never cease to amaze me." I look at him and say, "What do you think? VIP treatment is just for you?" He goes, "I know it's not just for me. That's why this is my academy. That's why I come here." You know, you know, Guy Ritchie's uh, a black belt. Under. Yeah, I, I knew he trained. I didn't know he was yeah. a black belt. Oh, he's a black belt. <sighs> you know, and he was a brown belt for eight years. Wow. How many <laughs> years to get to brown belt? Why he didn't get the black belt? Because for eight years I didn't see him. He moved back to England. He was living here in New York. He moved back to England, and actually I gave his black belt when he came to do the red carpet here for Man from Uncle. That's when I got him. And then he was wearing a suit with a tie and a black belt on his waist for the whole night. Yeah, yeah. And people look, goes, this is a new fashion, a new fad, you know? <laughs> He's proud. Yeah. How but many How many he, years to get two brown, like two from... It, uh, normally a brown belt is a short belt. I stay in brown belt for six months, but average people are a year and a half, two years. But what happened was the fact that he went to England, a lot of people tried to give him a black belt. Mm. There was one time he knew they set up everything to give him the black belt. He went in the locker room, jumped the window and took off. He goes, I can only accept my black belt from one guy. You know, and it's Hanzo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. So he came, unbelievable. did he come back for, when you gave him the black belt, did he train for a while or did he just kind of come back for oh, that no, no, he, he never stopped training. He trains every day. He's with my cousin uh, Roger in England. He has a mats on his house. He has instructor that's dead every day. He trains every day. He goes do a movie. He sets up mats and he trains on the set. It's addicting. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't know that because you didn't try it, and you also didn't see Snatch. I so did it's not. Fucking boom. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm not a Brad Pitt fucking fan. Fucking what? I mean, oh, no. Snatch, you have to see it. I, everyone tells yeah. me it's good. Oh, I, is Jason Statham in that? For you to have yes, an idea, yeah, yes. for like you him. to have an idea, Brad Pitt agree to do the movie for free because he want to work so much with uh, with uh, Guy Ritchie that he he says you do, you give me a commission after after you give me a I'll piece. watch the movie everyone <laughs> says snatches yeah, I've just never seen it. everyone says it's good lock stock lock another stock one. two smoking berries is unbelievable it's good too unbelievable this last one that I just saw that uh, that King Arthur no 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 this last one it just came out in the, in the theater <laughs> which one is that uh, gotta forgive him for King Arthur yeah I forgive him for King Arthur because he's King a Hansel Gracie black belt you didn't love King Arthur <gasps> But you know what? I like Snatch. His Snatch was the best. <laughs> was it King Arthur? Which one came out? No, there was a reboot the, with the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Yes. It, yeah, I forgive the, him for But that. the guy from Sons of Anarchy is, the, is on the new one, and it's a very good movie. Oh. It was just released. It, it was what released. the name of it? I want to know. I watched I watch last week. The Gentleman? The Gentleman. Oh, shit. Yes. Oh, wait. He did that? Yeah. That's I was going to go see that, too, last week. Man, unbelievable. Unbelievable oh. movie, yeah. I want to. He has his rhythm, his action, you know, and the jujitsu is in it. Yeah, yeah. Right? The gentleman. I'm gonna go see that. Did you guys both see? I, I want to ask you before I forget, because I'll forget. You both saw the uh, Diego Sanchez uh, yes. Michelle Pajeda fight. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What was uh, your take on the end of that fight after the illegal knee and they stood uh, well, Diego up and gave him some time? Well, I think D I. Well, first of all, 
Mr. Hensel, go ahead. I'm sorry. You go no, first. go ahead. After you. I want to hear you. Okay. First of all, I thought it being in Albuquerque with the altitude, which is very high, I and and um, Michelle, is it Michelle? Michelle, yeah. Michelle. I so. uh, yeah, I, he showed in the past that he gasses out. So he does this long entrance, which is a dancing routine, which is everybody's booing him. It was great. He gets there doing the backflips again. So I'm thinking, I'm talking about the fight. I'm not really talking about the ending. Sure. I'm sorry. Can I do that? Whatever you want. I'm already going, though. You're Matt okay. Sarah. You can do whatever you like. Thank you so much. So I'm expecting, and uh, you look at Diego Sanchez, the old Diego Sanchez, he would, his, one of his number one uh, um, uh, attributes is his, is his endurance and his ability to even take a shot and keep coming. Yeah. And just, if he doesn't get a shot, he'll still, he'll fight his way in and just keep shooting. And guys will get tired def- trying to defend that. He wasn't doing that. No. He was putting up a, a a fucking force field type of shit. And he had his arms out. And I don't know what the fuck he was doing. It was confusing. It was the first time that I saw him fighting that way. Yeah. Henzo, he has a different guy yeah. in his corner. That's yeah. just one guy. Yeah, it's questionable. This, you know, I don't. I, I don't. I, I like the Eagles so much. I don't. I don't want to kick great, a guy when he's great, down because he, great kid. He's a warrior yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, and I wish. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I was watching. That it wasn't. Looked, he, he looked completely different. He doesn't look like himself. It was unbelievable. What did you think, Henzo, of, of what the trainer was saying to him? And again, because I, I don't know what a trainer is supposed to say to a, a fighter. Maybe they have a certain communication they use. What did you think of the instruction he was getting? I wasn't liking it at all. I wasn't liking it at all. It's, it's everything was bad. Even the way that they finished the fight, it's uh, the, 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 the ref approached him and he asked, if I, if I cannot continue, do I win the fight? Yeah, and that was live on TV. You could hear it, you know. And then the 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 the, the, the ref goes, "If you cannot continue, I'll have to DQ yeah. him." And you, I cannot see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at first, yeah, at yeah. first, yeah. to give the ref a little slack, he was like, "Well, I'll go back to the commission." And yeah. but Diego has been around so long; he knows. Yeah. Earlier in the night, enough for nothing, Michelle. What the fuck, Michelle? I call Michelle. I, I okay. pronounce me Michelle. Michelle, oh Michelle, I'm sure it's Michelle Pereira. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to get. He was looking really, really fucking good. Yeah, the best. I, I was shocked, and I'm like, this is really good for him, dude. Are you not watching the fights? That was a blatant. Like it wasn't even like he was getting up. Yeah, he was on his ass, and you threw that knee. Yeah. I mean, earlier there was the only thing worse than that knee was the the knee three fights earlier. When he was, uh, it, the name's except, it, it's escaping I'm me. Getting right now. And Antonio's not even looking for it when I said that. It was uh, Brock Hezo. Weaver beating uh, Kazula Vargas. <laughs> I like to give people shit, Enzo. Enzo knows my ball brand. I'm sorry, Antonio. Uh, who is it? Uh, Weaver against uh, Vargas. It was a horrible name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he's and it's both fights where guys were winning. So what the fuck, guys? Shit, man. I'm a, I'm a savage too, but you got to pull back a little bit. Weaver they, said he didn't want to win that way. He's like, ah, it's a loss because he knocked me out. But I, I mean, I thought that was fair for them to stop. He yeah. took a terrible they, they, knee. They changed the rules recently about that knee, right? This, I believe, it may be making people confused. Yes, this was back to the old rules. But either one. Wouldn't that always have been rules, illegal? Old rules, when you're on your ass. Yeah, you yeah, 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 you cannot. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. you're thinking of the pride rules. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, but pride, no, what, what I'm saying, they recently changed yes, the, the, no. the, the rules on the knee. 100%. For this, for sure, is confusing the fighters. That's what I saw. 
It's not normal to have two illegal knees like that in a card, right. in one card. I think it's never happened before. Yes, I believe it was the recent change that they had on the rules of the knee. It's not clear on the head yeah. and on the head of the battle, they let it go. I, in the locker room, I'll tell you this much, they make clear, and if you are Brazilian or someone else, Japanese, they're bringing in an interpreter to say, look, these are the rules. Right. So there can't be any, you know what I mean? So I know that. Yeah. Who was I on the bus with who was just even stressing that to me? Now I feel bad, I'm, I'm forgetting the name, but it was another fighter from another camp. And he was saying, look, they bring in an interpreter if you don't know what's going on. They'll bring it in. It's escaping me the name. Exa but, uh, exactly like they did to you in Pride when you had to walk in and Joel yeah. caught on fire. Remember yes. that? Yeah, you know about that, Jimmy. No. I was, I was going to fight in Pride and... Uh, before I walked, they date the jack. They were telling me that that might have been a. I don't know if he had oh, an interpreter. My, I know. I hold you. Yeah. I say what you go. What did they say? <laughs> I say, I, he said that you stay here with me until all the fireworks finish. Yeah, they weren't. <laughs> so good. I hold yeah. him. You know, I might have got burnt the too. The guy that came to tell us where we should go <laughs> couldn't speak English at all. Was Japanese guy. So, and then <sighs> Matt goes, "What did he say?" And, and we're walking in. I say, he said that you're going to stay here with me until the fireworks are done. So Matt, I only let Matt leave after everything was done. They do the same to, to Joel Oliveira. Yes. He walks out. So he bad. stops above oh, the fireworks. I seen it afterwards. Remember that? Yeah. I hope he didn't fuck. have one hair on his body after Oof. that. And it's the doctors didn't know what to do. I was icing the guy, wetting, putting water, uh, cold you know water. Who came up to tell us was yeah, Mark Kerr. Was Kerr. Mark Kerr. Mark came Kerr. running, Hansel, please. <laughs> he like, Hansel's a probably, doctor. Like, I'm a doctor, I'm everything. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, he runs up to Hensel. Hensel's right next to me waiting to walk out. We're, what, we're wondering what's going on, so what's right. going on so long? Mark Kerr runs up. Now, Mark Kerr is a giant of a man. Like back then he was. I mean, all juice to the gills. He comes up. And he's got a very like feminine voice. So it's like he's a big giant. He's like Henzo, Henzo. You gotta. He's all. He's burnt. He's on fire. So Henzo went and he put, tell him Henzo. I put wet tiles on him. I stopped because I, I got burned before when I was seven years old. So I knew everything about it. He didn't let nobody touch him from so much pain. So I wet him with very cold water. Put wet towels on the on the biggest part of the board. Where was he burnt? Was it his feet oh, or dude. legs? Everywhere. Or oh, Everywhere. He bad. didn't have the eyelashes was gone. Everything was It was bad. Dude. Yeah. The, he 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 stand right above the exhaustion of the fireworks. So it was it was insane. How how did you get burned when you were a kid? I was I had fireworks in my oh, yeah. pocket and my nanny was smoking, she touched the cigarette on my pocket. So you get your leg out your Yeah, leg one out. whole leg, it's scar with a burn, yeah. Oh, wow. Did she lose her job? No, of you course guys not. Are so nice, these Boy, crazies. Cannot, it's an accident. She would never mean to do that. She take care of me good. Did yeah. they throw you in a cold tub when it happened? No, they didn't. So that's why I learned everything about it. I had after, it was a bad burn. I had to remove le uh, skin from one leg to, to do the, to fix the other one. But, you know, I was seven years old when that happened. Did they throw her in a tub? Uh, no, what I what was good about this that I found out that I was actually fireproof. Come on. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'll tell you. you. Know? <laughs> do you give any, uh, do you ever, because I'm listening to you talk about like uh, the, all the 69 or 70 affiliate. Do you talk about it, like how good you are at business too? Like, like that's probably inspirational to guys who are coming up and a lot of fighters don't have that business sense. Yeah, so after, I see, I see, I see a lot of mistakes when people run schools or they, or they try to, to do the business of martial arts, how they do it. They make a huge mistake. What's a mistake somebody will make when they run a school? One of the biggest 
light bulbs, the, 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 the sparkle in my head was when I, was, I went to grab a pizza on the corner of my academy and I see this huge guy. He was a fireman. He was a math student in Long Island. Oh, okay. He was like 280, lean, huge, like 6'5", 6'4". And his son was 11. He introduced me to his son. And his son was almost my height. I remember this. He's 11. He was almost my, almost my height. I go, boy, what a freak of a man. What an athlete. And he goes, oh, Hazel, I'm a big fan. I go, oh, you watch the fights? He goes, no, I actually train. I train in Long Island with Matt Sarah. I go, really? I said, man, great school. You were lucky. I say, how's the training? And then he goes, oh, man, on the beginning, it was tough. I was very insecure. I, I, I didn't feel good. But now it's getting better. You're talking to a guy who's 6'5", 280 of muscles, not fat, yeah. you know, huge, who goes into a building on fire to save a cat. If it's me, I'll be outside. Come, come, come. <laughs> I'm not going in there. <laughs> Saying that was uncomfortable the first time he came to the academy. He, he wasn't feeling good at the beginning because people come beat him up. He doesn't know you go into the unknown. And one of the most important things that we have is we have to teach even the insecure people to build confidence on them, to show. So that day I say, if this guy is uncomfortable, imagine an average guy from the office, a guy who don't have physical abilities. So immediately I change all my structure for the white belts, how they train, how to teach, how... I make them, I, I know for you to create a habit, for you to create a habit of doing something, it takes you an average of above 32 days, you know? So I prolongate that. I actually made it three months. I made three months of keeping the guy there. I will put his name on the, on the collar of the gi, so I'll call him by the name, so he felt good and comfortable to be there. That I actually, I learned from the book that I read about uh, Starbucks Cafe, how it was done. That's why they put your name Mm. on the glass when they when you ask what's your name sir and they put it so they call you by name so I made it in a way that the instructors would have to call the student at least three times by his name so he felt like he was home so he felt like he was around people who knew him yes yeah, smart. so he changed everything so the academy grew from 150 students in four months to 450 in four months and then from there on, we start improving and making better. The new school, the one that Matt, that we opened at Upper, Upper West Side, West Side yeah. Matt went there to teach a class. Well, Luca love it when you call Can't him. Can't wait to go back. I'm yeah. coming over to teach a class. So he went to teach a class in one of the openings. Where is it on the Upper West Side? It's on 72nd Street in Columbus. Oh, you perfect. know? So that school, in 10 months, we reach 500 students. This oh. is unheard of. You won't see this. You know, every school, their goal, every school aims to have up to 300 students. That's their goal. They believe if they can make 300, they exceed everything. You know, we did 500 students in, in 10 months. We have classes seven days a week. On my main headquarters, I have 18 classes a day. We open at seven or go until nine. It's impossible to get there and don't see at least 50, 60 people. And how about, and you do private lessons, not you, but they, they yes, do them there. Yes, they do it. And I was able to do something very unique because like most of the people, you, you, you work teaching privates in an in academy, they take half from you. They take 70% of the income from you, right? Mm -hmm. of, yeah, the average hour is $200. <clears throat> so you, you leave at least 100 for the academy. That's what they do. <laughs> what I did, I don't take a dime from them. <laughs> 
I want every single one of them to do well and to make, I see them as my relatives. So I don't take a dime from them. I let them have a very good income so they have a good life. I see all the time, I go on the Instagram, I go check, these guys are in Europe, are traveling more than I do and doing things, you know? And at the same time, they are fulfilling. I don't remember the last time that I called someone attention at my academy. All the instructors work like the place is his, you know? So it's very unique, it's a very unique, uh, business setting that is doing very well i'm now looking to open one i'm just negotiating on friday i have a meeting to close maybe a lease one in downtown too so now we have brooklyn downtown and uptown <laughs> plus West. a guy who's training if a guy's doing privates at, at your school and he's making money the student that he's teaching there when he takes classes is probably going to take him at the school anyway he's probably going to stay there and take his yeah, classes no you have in new york you have a very unique thing you have guys that only train private it's a very wealthy people and they only want a private, they go in, they have the time, they finish, they're out, you know? It's a very unique market. This new school in downtown, I may have a, 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 a private class because the place is 10,000 square feet, no columns. I may be able to put a couple of rooms just for private. Yeah, it also seems like privates are good for for time. Like if you only have a couple hours of time and there's no class. Yes. But I would guess it would be good to do both. The average, for you to have an idea, my school is doing so well, the average working hour from one of my instructors for, for the academy is an hour and a half a day. So he works an hour and a half, gets a salary, <laughs> you know, and then yeah. makes a lot of money through privates and seminars yeah. and traveling to teach, you know. Jimmy, I only have two schools in Long Island, you know, a couple affiliates, but two schools. My, and listen, I'm no fucking scholar, I'll tell you right now. I don't agree with that. Jimmy, t Jimmy, Master Henzo took me under his wing. Uh... The number one thing that I try to instill in my students and at my schools, and this is this is the rule, is atmosphere is as as is as important as anything that you're teaching there, at whatever product it is, whatever atmosphere is is like the number one thing. Just like Henzo said, that the big uh, the big guy that was at my school, everybody's coming in. Hey man, or they they know Master Henzo's fights, they know my fights. What am I walking into? I want to learn this stuff, but. You know, these guys fight in a cage, you know? So everybody's a little, you know, up in arms, a little yeah, bit true. Uh, Very you know, apprehensive. If you make the environment friendly to them, it's impossible that I... I never teach them making jokes, making people <laughs> laugh, you know? It's yeah. always, yeah. It has to be fun. You it's know what's scary fun. about it? It's not even the idea of getting hurt. It's the idea of being embarrassed. Yes. It's, it's the idea of being, like, yes. humiliated. It's, yeah. it's not necessarily about the physical pain. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's the yeah, humiliation. Yeah. It's the humiliation. It's to be dominated. It's, it's to be in an environment that you don't know nothing about. It's completely unknown to you. Yeah, and to try and be terrible at it. Yes. Because I'm such a judgmental prick. Most people yeah. are not judgmental like that. Like, I'll watch people dance. Like, Ugh. It's like, I, I, so I can't dance because I think people are laughing at me watching me <laughs> dance. I, I, you, you don't know. You might be able to dance. No, I'm terrible. Well, should we play some music? I would love that. No. <laughs> Hansel, where are you, oh. you going to be later on? Which, are you sticking around the city? Or yeah, I'll off? be in the city. I'll be in the city. Upper West Side or no? Yeah, you want to go? I'm gonna go. I got to do a thing after this, and then I'll meet you after. I got to do a on. thing with Jimmy. We'll do it. I'll go. I want to I wanna teach a class tonight. If that's, if you guys, how many classes you got there tonight? Uh, we have a bunch. Can I teach a fundamental? You know what I like teaching? You want? More of a fundamentals class. Yeah. That's what I like. You guys yeah. got to see the Kimuras that, that he's coming <laughs> up with. Unbelievable. <laughs> Kimura's Matt loves Kimura's. He loves a Kimura. Oh, I mean, yeah, that. But he's been studying from? positions, the way to position to get it. He was showing me. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, where could they get that? Sometimes it's on, you have your thing, Gala, right? Gala, yeah. G-A-L-L-E-R-R. -L -L -E That's... Yes. Even What's someone that? like Jimmy that wants to learn, oh, yeah. can you explain yeah. what that is, Mr. It's, it's a school online. You Basically, you learn 
all the movements from the beginning to the it's evolved. We have over we have over ten thousand members there. You know, it's doing very well. What's it's it a, called again? Galler. Galler. Yeah. So it's, it's so it's kind of an online. It's an online uh, academy. Now we're going to start developing a program just for law enforcement, and we're increasing a lot. Our idea in the near future is to start broadcasting all the fighting and competitions from Galler. You know, so it's it's growing a lot. And what's nice about it too, Jimmy, is a guy like yourself who's interested but still a little apprehensive you get to watch it you'll get familiar with the techniques and start to see what a class is about and whatnot before you go into master hensel school but i but i know enough about doing things to know that like you know the only way i did comedy was by doing comedy the only way to train is to train like you know i I have to do it i have to go and and do it and that's it well look who your best friend is i know top top five friend easily all right easily i I might have shot i might have went too far with best friend no you didn't Top three. Tied for, with a couple of people, but Thanks, you're Jimmy. definitely top Thanks five. So <laughs> definitely top, top five. With top eight, maybe, if you're bringing Jeez. in other people you're tied with. You're up there. So, uh, so um, what was I going to say? The, with, the, uh, with the Diego Sanchez fight, what else? Do you, I mean, should he just go back? I mean, he, he already, not, I'm not saying he shit on his old coaches, but a little bit. He was saying how much better this new guy is. It's his mentor. In the corner. With, with uh, what's his name again? Josh, what's his name? Josh, I just Josh, whatever Josh. the guy's name, the little guy that's in his corner. He had only one guy in his corner, and the guy was telling him, I want you to, he was trying to be stern, tell him to cut, like, to cut the BS, and I want you to take him down. You gotta, hey, listen, just like Master Henzo was talking about the setup he did for that takedown with the single leg and the southpaw stance, give him a direction to go in. Yes. Hey, man, make him think of the hands, lower level. Lower your level. Go for that single leg. Otherwise, otherwise you're just another another person in the crowd. Exactly. Yeah. Get him down. If you want to get, kill him, kill him, hit him. You are you're a it's, crowd man. You're not a corner so man. It's so chaotic yeah. in there. Well, he and, told uh, him that he won the first round, and I was like, Ugh. did I, he I say that? Yeah, didn't at one point he, he said, said he said you, you you got the first round, but I, I didn't unless I misunderstood. No. But I, yeah. I didn't think he won yeah. that first he round did at that. all. He said that yeah. he did right. And I was he, like, that's kind of dangerous. That to- was a, that was a, you see the difference a, a real corner man does. There was a fight that Fabio Leopoldo was fighting the Ryan, the wrestler, the Olympic wrestler from uh, Pat Militech. Remember that? I think so. Yeah. I think it was IFL, and it wasn't it was in a boxing ring actually the fight. So as I'm in the corner, third round, and the guy is giving him hell. Fabio Leopoldo is going through hell because the guy was a very tough wrestler. As the third round is coming, the guy goes, okay, seconds out. I jump out of the ring immediately. I put my both hands on his butt and I shovel him up, right? He goes in, finishes the guy with a, with a, with a leg lock. When I get up to celebrate with him, he, he comes in my ear. He goes, how did you knew that I need that push? I couldn't get up from the bench. And you jump and you push me. That was actually what drove me to get him. I say, my brother, I was there a few times and nobody pushed my butt for me to get up. And I wish I had a guy to do this so I could go to the fight. I, it was the hardest thing was to get out of from the, when you were dead, to get out of from that bench and stand up. It takes more effort than the next five minutes. Yeah. You know? And I remember I jump and I push. He goes, that gave me the strength to win this match. And he did. There's something that ex- your experience, you have so much experience in the game not only as a coach, but especially as a participant, is that that's something that only your experience could teach you? You it's, know what I mean? I had the privilege. I'm fifty. I'm going to be fifty-three now. I had the privilege of see all the generations of my family. I had the privilege to see all the first fights of MMA fights that were happening in Brazil. People were fighting for three hundred dollars. Uh, 
that was the prize. So they were fighting for honor for because they had an argument. They set up an event and they put up a fight. So I had the privilege to leave all of this. This is, you know, if you ask me, would you, write, would, would you like to be 25 again? I said, no. Only if I can keep what I learned. Otherwise, I don't want it. And this is the reality because I live, I see, I heard my grandfather telling me stories of fights that before I was born. The what happened in the corner, what, how they talk, how they intimidate their opponent, how they get the win, why they lost. I, I knew everything. So all the knowledge I carry. So it was easy when I get here to pass to guys of the caliber of Matt how to become a champion. Have you ever been, I know we have a, a guest that we're trying to get to, but have you ever been intimidated uh, in the cage? Has anybody ever done anything like like when you were younger that worked uh, on brother, you? I, last month in December, I was actually in Hawaii with my daughter. My daughter decided to take me to go swim with sharks. So when we get there, I ask, where's the cage? She goes, there's no cage, it's open ocean. So we are two miles out in the ocean. It's over a thousand feet deep. When we arrive, the sharks surround the boat. I look at the guy, I say, how do you do it? Just jump on it? Now back in the shark or just jump in the water? The guy start laughing, he goes, no, hold a little, we're going to set up so you guys can go in. My daughter started feeling like puking once she saw the situation. But once she put me there, I go. I get in the water. There's one big shark that keeps coming too close to my daughter all the time while we're in the how water. How old she? She's 24. 25, keep coming too close. So I start getting pissed at him. So then suddenly I look at the guy and say, it's okay if I dive once. The guy goes, yeah, go ahead. I go right after and I grab the shark by the tail. Because he has to know that if you plan to bite someone, he will bite back. So there's no, I couldn't find in life a man that could intimidate me. That's impossible. You know, you have to have fangs, claws, and a tough leather. But I promise you, you're still going to have the marks of my teeth because I'm biting back, you know, before you eat me, you know? <laughs> so that answers your question. Yeah, yeah. What could intimidate no, me? Nobody's intimidating no, Mr. Henzo. The, the only other. thing that I would fear is if my mom comes to hit my opponent in the ring. If she's there <laughs> and she throws her, she has sandals at him, <laughs> which she could do easily. But you wonder, like, when, when you got when you're in uh, when you're fighting somebody and you're new in your career, you're a young fighter. Is there yeah. anything somebody does that like psychs you out? That you go, oh, why did I allow? Because I see guys sometimes trying to psych each other out, and it's interesting. Like the longer you watch fighting, the more you realize it doesn't matter who looks, who has the better look on their face when they walk in. None of that stuff matters. The entrances, none of it matters. Look at this. Yes, Henzo swimming. That's you with the sharks. That's me grabbing the shark by the tail. I didn't know they filmed. Look at this shit. <laughs> You gotta oh, put this so out on crazy. Instagram later. I will. I will put it soon. Yeah. Fucking. You know what, man? You suddenly, you're suddenly making what I did. I'm fucking looking for a fight. A lot more pussyish. You gotta come on looking for a fight with us. Oh, by the way, the new Hawaii episode is out. Yes. Of us on looking Dana White looking for a fight. This is how you jump from the boat, Mr. Henzo. You gotta come on that. Dude, fuck that shit, Henzo. That's when we arrive and say, "What do I do? Just jump on the water or jump on the back of the shark?" Yeah. How like, come they don't bite when you're in? Only yeah. God knows. Don't ask me to do it again. Yeah. I'm not doing it again. I wouldn't either. I just learned later that a week before, a father and a daughter got bit by a shark in exactly the same situation. Killed or just bit? Like, just bit on yeah, the arm. Yeah. I don't do that. You don't yes. need to do swim with sharks. I know. I'm not you doing know? it again. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. After I get out, I say never again. Yes. Shit, man. Yeah. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hiya, James. How are you? Sorry for the delay. Sorry, buddy. What's what's up? How you doing? Wait, hold on. on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing, James. Uh, we're good. Uh, do you want me uh, vertical or horizontal? That's, That's perfect. Cool. You're perfect. Like you ugly. Doesn't matter what. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. You know, Master Henzo. Good to meet oh, you, yeah. my brother. <laughs> of course, of course. Hey, how, how you, you feeling? Good, good. good. How, how are you feeling after that fight? What was? How much time did you have uh, before that Trevin Giles fight? Uh, it was like 18 hours, I think. Wow! Now, yeah, that's that's <laughs> incredible. And uh, you were obviously were you were you in a camp at that moment at all? No, 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 no. I was no. <laughs> when I when I heard about the fight, uh, I was actually just got finished like a big rice bowl and a coke. So no, I was not in a camp at all, uh, or anywhere close to one. And actually, I uh, on Thursday, I trained. Uh, I trained for about five and a half, six hours on Thursday with my coach because. So I, I'm in Kansas City. My coach is in Denver. And we don't ever really – we don't get to train together unless I'm in the middle of a training camp. So, uh, we, you know, when we get on the road together, we train a ton. So I, I was sore as shit on uh, Friday and Saturday when I woke up from training on Thursday. Wow, that's uh, amazing. Yeah, I, 18 hours. And first of all, it was a great showing. And it, it was with an opponent that wasn't even in his weight class. Yeah. So how did this get appro- – how did this even get uh, brought up to you to take this fight? I, I'm kind of mouthy. So <laughs> – uh, I heard, uh, they basically said like I was at lunch and they basically said, Hey, you know, we just got a text saying Arroyo got carted out, uh, on a stretcher and just in passing, I was like, I'll take that fight. You know what I mean? Like no big deal. Like actually I said something else, but uh, I won't, I won't repeat that. But yeah, I was like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take that fight. Um, I didn't think anything of it. You know what I mean? And, uh, Jason house is like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I'll take it. Why not? I didn't think anything would come of it. You know what I mean? I really didn't, uh, and, uh, you know, it, it pretty much, first of all, there were so many like hurdles on if we needed to, you know, it was, they'd already weighed in that morning. So, you know, that, that was one thing. Number two was like the medicals, which I was up to date on medicals because I just fought in November, December, somewhere in there. And, uh, you know, will, will he take the fight? Will the commission let the fight happen? Um, I, I needed a mouthpiece. I just got Invisalign. <laughs> so I had to go get a mouthpiece made at 9 PM that night. Uh, there was a bunch of hurdles, you know what I mean? So it was, uh, it was, it was kind of a weird deal. And then at the end of the day, I was like, I basically told him, I said, Hey man, like you guys are going to have to, you guys are gonna have to pay me you know, more if, if you want me to take this. And that's where it started getting, that's where it started getting dicey. So, uh, they didn't want to pay me anymore. I was like, cool. I mean, like, you know, whatever, like have fun. You know what I mean? Like it's no, no harm, no foul. I don't, I don't mind sitting. I didn't, I, I came here to coach anyway. So, uh, listen, man, I'm not dumb. I know how many slots are needed for, for pay-per-view. I know how many are needed for, for ESPN. And I know that they already dropped one fight and they were about to lose another. And I know that they couldn't afford to do that. So it put me in a good position uh, to, to really 
you know, to ask for what I wanted. And I'll be honest with you guys, man. Like I know guys with three fights in the UFC making as much as I was making. So I don't think that I asked for anything ludicrous. I'm not going to tell you guys what I asked, but I thought it was a very fair assessment. You know, I have, I have, I think 12 or 13 fights in the UFC and, uh, wow. You know, it's, it's not, not counting ultimate fighter. I think I have four or five from the ultimate fighter. Uh, you know, and then like W, I have two in WEC. I've been around in the company for a long time, man. You know, this is not my first rodeo. So I, I really felt like, you know, I was kind of being undervalued a little bit. And I get it. I don't fight a ton, but that's, it's, it's no problem. But I, I feel like I got what I, you know, at least closer to what my value is. Yeah. You took a calculated risk. You kind of, because you knew as much as you know from being around, you took a, a calculated, it wasn't a crazy gamble. You kind of knew that they had to do this. No, I mean, I knew it was, it's win-win for me. I don't lose anything. Like, and I'll be honest with you guys, I never in a million years thought that I would get the publicity that I got from that. Uh, and, and where I'm from, I'm from the Midwest. Like, Matt, you know, like all the Midwest guys are known for, for taking a ton of fights. Like, I had over 20 amateur fights. Like, I have, I, I have almost 40 pro fights. Like, it's not uncommon for us to do stupid shit like that. So, uh, <laughs> It wasn't really a big deal to me, you know what I mean? Like if the if the money was right, I was I was down to do it, uh, you know. So that it was it wasn't a big deal, and then the internet blows up about it, and uh, you know I was, I was I'm happy I got it, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. happy that everybody felt that way. Well, I'll tell you, man. They say you know the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. It was a risk in a sense that you were coming off two wins, and I'll tell you right now, you, this did not affect your status at all in a negative way. This loss. If it didn't affect your stock. If anything, your no. stock went up. You fought a guy yeah. on z literally zero notice, zero camp whatsoever, at, yeah. at a different weight class, a split decision loss. I mean, it was close. And, did you uh, watch the fight? Yeah. Oh, I watched yeah, the fucking did, fight. Did. Yeah, oh, that yeah. shit was close, yeah. man. I mean, I don't. I got to yeah. watch it again, to be honest with you. Though. But here's here's the deal. Like, Okay, let me ask you this. Do you think I won round one? I got, Dude, to, to tell you that, I have to really... I just got off a plane. My buddy just fought... Yesterday, so I'm fucking. I dominate. I, I dominated watch. round one. Had his back for four minutes. Almost finished oh, him four yeah, times. Oh yeah, no, I thought that's you won. Yes. That one, yeah, you run him over. The, you would think round three is the one that's yeah. the indiscrepancy. That's not. It's round one. The one of the judges gave him round one. That's, wow. Well, that's fucking. Was it, was it the? Was it the? Uh, the that same judge, uh, Joe? Yep. Boy, that that's guy right. is Joe Soltis. His name is or whatever. Uh, Solis. Oh, sorry, Solis. So I don't. I don't normally like dive into this stuff. You know, I try not to make excuses, but I'm going to this time. <laughs> uh, that guy had trained, he had trained at that gym with Trevin Giles for 10 years. He, he's a black belt under Trevin Giles coach. Like there should be, you know what I mean? Like what's oh, the, shit. There should, yeah. yeah, there should be no, there's a conflict of interest there. There's, and man, if you watch the fight, if you watch the fight, man, like I'm not mad that I lost the fight because it was a close fight. But round three is not the discrepancy. Round one is the discrepancy. And round one, I want clear as day. Yeah, yeah, you no dominate completely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I want, who is your, first of all, your jiu-jitsu, and not only in, 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 obviously, in the octagon, but also in the fucking quintet I saw you in. Great showing. Oh, you, who is thank your, you. uh, oh, wait, before I, I know I'm all over the place, but I have to, I'll forget. Your fight with Sergio Marias. Who's wow. a fucking, yeah. who's a yeah. stud jiu-jitsu guy. A monster. And yeah. I remember watching yeah. that. And I'm familiar with you. I am. But uh, as a jiu-jitsu guy, I love Sergio's jiu-jitsu. You know what Same. I mean? Holy Same. fuck, that was awesome, man. Because it basically started off with the guy cross-eyed, I believe. He got you down right away. Yeah, maybe I'm off. Yeah. No, he had to. He, he had to, down five seconds into the fight. Five he had to, seconds. Henzo, he had to weather some shit. People love just the offensive jiu-jitsu when they pull off a highlight of submission. Yes. I like seeing guys get out of some deep shit. The some defense deep water. is the most important part. Definitely. Shit, man. He had to survive stuff for a world-class jiu-jitsu player. 
and then totally turned the tables. That's when I was really like, oh shit, man, this guy's. And then uh, jujitsu is underrated, man, because this is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I think it's because you're well rounded. That's, I mean, maybe that's what it is. But maybe. from that, yeah. and then I seen you in the quintet, quintet, which you had a great showing. Who's your jujitsu instructor to give him some props? <laughs> so that's that's kind uh -oh. of a dicey question. That's kind of a dicey question. Uh, my the person that actually gave me my black belt is uh, Leo Pasina from Novunyao. Okay. Uh, but I'll be honest with you guys, I I've trained with Leo probably like twenty times. Okay. I, I taught myself. I taught myself jujitsu. Oh shit! All right. Oh, hey, listen, man. You see well, the beauty of color. People learn like this. What's that? Internet. I catch I catch John Donahue studying internet every day to see new moves to see how to to improve jujitsu. You know, yeah, you he's, don't he's taught me. I don't want to I don't want to discredit him. He's taught me some stuff, but we really haven't trained together a ton. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I pretty much just learn from rolling with other people, and I'm I'm kind of a I have an obsessive personality. So I've been doing this like I've been doing it for almost 14 years now. But like I think my 14 years and somebody else's 14 years are different. Like I've been doing this no breaks. You know, two times a two times a day, three times a day, six days a week for 13, 14 years. You gotta, you, know? you gotta. Next time you see Matt, ask him for his to show you some kimuras. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> you hey, have man. to see it. Uh, I learn. I learn from anybody, man. I've, he I've just gave from, me uh, a lesson the other day. He was showing me all the moves. Unbelievable. Oh, I'll be I, at the I upper west side today. Well, I think. Listen, man. I think your jujitsu is phenomenal. Thank you. And uh, I can't wait. To, now you're, you're, you're and you're unscathed. I mean, you have any injuries from your last fight? I mean. No, my shin's a little banged up. My nose on the inside hurts a little bit, but no. I mean, I I've been training already. I trained Thursday or Wednesday. Last, hey, did you get, did you get the? I know you said you were uh, fighting for. I think you wanted the four fight contract. Did you get uh, a new contract? Yes. Good. Congratulations. Nice. Yes, Congratulations. Did. Another. Another. Thank you very much. Another four fights, and then obviously that one was part of the four. So yeah. Beautiful. Okay, so you have three more. All right, now yeah. you're on the radar now, James. Who do you want? Who do you want next? I mean, I know you. Uh, before you say nobody, look at you. You're a nice guy no. and a warrior. Come on, man, pick somebody no, out. No, no, no. I mean, I feel like the person that I I don't want to be a douchebag. You know, hundred I mean? percent. So you know, like I don't, uh, and I don't mean like I'm not going to call anybody out, but yeah. I'll just I'll, I'll tell you the example, and like I don't mean. Anyway, you'll understand what I'm talking about. I I asked for Diego Sanchez a year and a half ago. And oh. they told me, no, he's on like a little retirement tour. And then they give him Michael Chiesa right after that. And uh, that was a fight that I've always been interested in just because he's a dog. But like after, you know, I mean? I'm not trying to pick on something. No, you know I understand. Mean? Like, I don't wanna, we talked like, about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. If it's offered, I'll take it. If not, I get it. Like, I, I don't really uh, I don't really know, man. I don't really have a lot of the same goals as a lot of these other guys. Like I do fine outside of the UFC. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't need fighting oh. to pay my bills or anything like that. Uh, I do a lot of real estate stuff on oh. a few different gyms. And uh, so I don't really give a shit about the rankings, to be honest with you. I have to give a fuck less about being a champion. I really just don't. I don't really care, man. I fight because uh, I, <laughs> I enjoy being a competitor. Uh, I coach a lot now. You know, I'm on the road every weekend coaching. I have five fighters in the UFC that I personally coach. Uh, you know, and that's that's where my passion is. Beautiful is work. I, Beautiful thank work. Thank you. Thank that you, makes man. the difference. That makes the difference. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. I appreciate that a ton. So yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's what I'm, I, I love fighting and I love competing, but like, I just, I'm going to be probably like a twice a year type of guy. You won't see me fighting four times a year. My, I've been, man, I have 65 fights pro and amateur. Like I just can't, I'm, I fall apart and shit. If I start picking up the volume. <laughs> yeah. You know so. what it is? It's not even the fights. It's the damn camps. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. The camps take their toll, man. 
I would say this, like people are like, you're only 33 years old. I say, it's not the year of the car, it's the miles. It's the miles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. And it also, you know, you have so much stuff outside of fighting that's yep. that's good. I, and, I, and Hensel and I were, and Matt were talking about that, how valuable that is because so many yeah. guys probably fight beyond where they should fight because they don't have that next thing lined up. Yeah, I mean, like, you're going to get me on, this is probably a whole nother show, but if you get me talking about financials for fighters, man, there's not very many people doing it right. And I said this on my Instagram the other day, I may not be the best fighter in the world, but I feel like I'm one of the best people that play the game of MMA in terms of maximizing dollar amounts to create a better future for ourselves. Because that's what we're doing, right? Like, professional athletics don't last long. That's not your That's not your life. You got to take that money and then make more money with it. And, and that's NFL, NBA, MLB, whatever. Like there's like a five to 10 year period if you're lucky, if you're lucky, super lucky. So you got to take those dollars and you got to maximize, you know, for, for other sources of income. But I've tried to do a good job with that. Like I said, I have, I have two gyms right now. We're opening a third in a couple months. I have a bunch of, not a bunch of some real estate that I, that I deal with. Uh, you know, I, I know a couple other things I dabble into, but I don't need to fight. So like, I don't, uh, it's not something like I pay my bills with. So I'm not trying to fight four times a year. That's good, wow. man. And yeah. that, and having that to fall back on or that with your, this fighting just being a part of your life probably makes you a better fighter. It makes you more relaxed uh, in there. Absolutely, man. Absolutely does. And plus, you you have to hold yourself to a standard of where you hold your guys at. You know what I mean? Like, I tell my guys all the time, you got to be ready. Like, you got to be in the gym every day. You got to be consistent because we need to be able to take short, uh, short notice opportunities to change your life. And like, here I am. I had this opportunity presented in front of me. I would I wouldn't be a good coach if I didn't you know what I mean like if I didn't practice what I preach or you know there's there's obviously some uh, there's some different things at play there eighteen hours notice but I did that I did that because I wanted to you know what I mean and I would do it again I'd do it again in a heartbeat. I believe you, and I'm glad you did. Yeah, it was you a know, great fight. Because we, we got to talk to you, and people got to know you a little better. And, and I uh, don't feel like a loser. I don't feel like a loser at all. Like you, you know what I mean? Like you guys are interviewing me. Hey, like, I, man, what game. you did was epic. You know? Yeah, exactly, uh, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, and, appreciate and that, that really annoys you that it was, it was that same judge, uh, yeah, who forty nine forty six. That that guy really irritates me. Man, well, round one, bro. Go back and watch round one, Matt. I, I remember. I'm gonna. No, I remember it now, man. I got the memory of a goldfish, but I do remember it now. I'm fresh off a plate from yeah. fucking Albuquerque. I'm sorry. Oh, man. But uh, I'll tell you, I remember. If you go back and listen to the episode following that the fight, I was saying that there's no way this affected your stock, man. If anything, it went up, no. and I'm sticking to that. And after talking to you. I like you even more. You must be of a Thank young you, man. Master Henzo, the way he's talking. He's, yeah, a, he's got guys underneath him. Guys. He's the the test pilot testing the shit out. I love hey, it. Hey man, man, I see you too. I see you guys. You guys are doing it big too, man. Like you guys are very, very, uh, very smart. And you guys, neither one of you guys get enough credit for, for the the accomplishment, you, the accomplishments that you've done, not just only in the in the UFC, uh, but also with the gyms. Both of your guys' gyms are ridiculous, and oh. and both of you guys, not only business wise, I see the numbers that are you guys are putting in, but the competitors too. It's it's man. It not you guys know as well as I do. Not many people. I, this can guy's make gonna that be a Hazel happen. Grace affiliate. <laughs> He's gonna yes. have to be. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's it. That's my, he that's knows. It. Well, James, you thank you for coming about. on with us. And uh, <laughs> listen again. Guys. We apologize for for the wait. We just caught up caught up talking, and we had Jan Blahovitz. So again, we're sorry to have made you wait. No we're happy you came on, man. And uh, congratulations on a great fight. Can't wait to see your next fight. I Let can't us wait. know. Thank you guys. Uh, Let I will, us know. Of course. For thank sure. you guys so much. I appreciate you all. Yeah, we'll talk to you again, James. Okay, brother. Thanks, guys. Thank you, buddy. Take care. The great James Krause. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'm gonna rewatch that fight now. Henzo, his jujitsu, holy shit, man! See, see, smart kid, because a different level. Henzo, I saw that fight with him, and I was familiar with him. But that's Sergio Moraes. The first round, he completely dominated his opponent. Oh, that last fight! Yeah, Yeah, I felt bad. It took me a second to even completely dominate. He was everywhere. 
Was oh, that no. a thirty? Can we? Can we? Is there a way to look before we end uh, on the, at the judges scoring on that fight? There was one that was a thirty twenty seven. That that he's going to look. He's going to look that up. And I'm going to ask you, Henzo, is Andrew Owens in town today? Because I'm going to. Yes, yes. Where are you going to be? Actually, I'm gonna actually, be... when I walk in the lobby here, he just called me. Yeah. He's at the academy right now. He's heading to the academy. I'm going to do this thing with with Jimmy, and I don't. I'll text Andrew and I'll meet we up are. with him. The world wants to know yes. where I'm going to be tonight. So then I'm going to be at the Henzo who's up away west side teaching a class tonight. Oh, nice. You guys got a key for me there, of course. Oh, whatever. Fuck, you man. kidding? You have I'm everything. so happy that I buzzed my chest, Jimmy. That's your yeah. I buzzed it. I'm, I'm very, happy I was well. very hairy. Looking smooth. And unlike <laughs> Master Henzo, I got gray hairs coming through my yep. chest. I don't need that shit. Alright, yeah. It's not good. What the fuck are we watching? No, I was I was asking this is Jones Race. I was asking for the judging on that Kraus Giles fight. I was wondering yeah. if that was a Oh no, it was it, bad. It, it, I was just wondering if he gave it 30-27 because I forget the fight, but there was one he gave 30-27, which was ludicrous. Well like every judge misses it once in a while. Yeah. But when you see that, you're like, is there something else going on? Or I don't understand it. I miss Ludacris. Move, bitch. Get out the way. way. No? Get out the anyway, way. Anyway, Jimmy. Jimmy's a professional comedian. And sometimes when I do jokes, that's the look the face I get. I always enjoy them. <laughs> All right, we got to end this party. Yeah, Master Hensel, thank, thank you so much for, for coming. Thank you for great. being here with you guys. Wish a you pleasure. Had more. Wish you had uh, more. Come. I'll come back more. Believe it. Uh, Hensel, you're not getting rid of me. We're going to set up where we're meeting it's later on. on. My family's, they're out of town. They're in Florida. Oh, I didn't know Oh, that. it's going to be one of those nights, Henzo. Let the missus know you might be out late tonight. <laughs> Give me the fucking out tonight. Oh, we're going to have a good time, Jimmy. Oh, man. Mustang Harry's later. We're no? in Florida. What's the beer that I like? Chimney? Chimney. Oh, Jimmy. I know you're on the fucking AAA, yes, AAA, whatever the fuck you're in, but listen to me. This beer, one beer is like two beers. Every time I do this and I go out with Mr. Henzo, I miss my stop on the Long Island Railroad and my wife's <laughs> picking me up and she's getting mad, asking me why my pants are ripped. I don't know. But it's Master Henzo is a good influence in so many ways. But hey, you know. In most ways. Most ways. Most ways. Listen to me. I'll be in Tampa this yes. Friday, Saturday at Side Splitters. Uh, doing shows. If anybody is in Tampa and, and wants to come see me, I will be there. <laughs> and Matt, uh, hi. This uh, is what Sarah I'm going to do. Oh, SarahBJJ.com. And also, uh, people, listen. Go to YouTube. Check out Dana White looking for a fight. Hawaii. Oh, the latest episode. We go to a cliff. Do we jump off it? I wouldn't know. I'm going to keep you in suspense, Mister Henzo. What do you want to promote? I want to promote watch UFC. The one yes. that you know. That's and what the, the, the heroes are. Hensel's That's here. what the fighters are. Don't miss. You got to fight to watch. I watch two doormans if they get in a fight in the street. I stop to watch. I never pull them apart. There's a very interesting story. During the UFC in Abu Dhabi, Yes. I come down from the elevator. Uh, Victor Belfort is arguing with Anderson Silva at the lobby. Yeah. They were going in an argument, and the lobby is completely empty, just me. As I come closer, the argument gets worse. I go and sit in the couch and say, guys, just to let you know, this is a fight that I would love to watch. Don't count me in to pull you guys apart. <laughs> <laughs> they stop right away, each one walk in a different direction. <laughs> I fucking love Mr. Enzo. <laughs> I say, don't count me to pull you guys apart. <laughs> <laughs> he had front row seats. Yeah, you think he's gonna, yeah. think he's gonna break that shit up. He's from Brazil. Never, man. never. If he, the only thing's better if he had a nice fresh acai in his hand <laughs> yes. and he'd watch yes. that shit. <laughs> All right, man. Thank Listen, you very much. Thank you, guys. Thank and you. thank you, Jan Blahovich, and thank you to James Krause. It was great having those guys on. Great James interview Krause. with both of them. Yeah, yeah, Fun really times. good. Yeah.
All right, let's go party. Yep, see you in a couple days. Ow! For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.